0: Hi, I'm Caroline.
1: And I'm Lennis.
0: We're two engineers who
1: saw a problem. And like any good engineer, we decided to solve it. You see, two out of every five women who earn an engineering degree will leave their field by the 12 year mark of their career. That's a definite problem.
0: We witnessed, and us ourselves were, incredibly talented women who were burning out, which is what brings us here today. We're two women with a mutual passion to help you prevent burnout. In this sophomore season, we're bringing in experts in our field, difference makers in STEM to help you truly transform the way you work.
1: So we invite you to take a quick break with us and choose one small step today to prioritize your well-being through this episode. So take a deep breath and let's do it.
0: Welcome to this episode of Take a Break. We are joined this week by Leela Singh. Leela, with a corporate career spanning over 25 years, has in parallel established her coaching practice, drawing on her breadth of skills, knowledge, and experience in the areas of sales, finance, and extensive personal growth, coaching highly motivated career professionals to elevate their performance maximize their potential, and create new possibilities in work and in life. Essentially, life leadership. Lila's clients get to harness their competitive advantage, be the best in class, and accelerate their careers. Lila is an accredited master coach, professional speaker, mentor, and certified master practitioner of NLP, linguistic Programming, for those who are not familiar with it, and hypnotherapy. She's also a TEDx and keynote speaker, author, and podcast host of Life Leadership. Welcome, Leela. We are so happy to have you here today.
2: Thank you, Leonis, and it's an absolute pleasure to be here speaking with you today.
1: Yes, I'm really excited for our conversation today, Leela. That was such an incredible bio, and I'm astounded but not surprised uh, that you have been able to do all of these incredible things and we're excited to learn more about how you help others really uh, live into that for themselves as well but as we get started today we want to ask you what would you advise the 22 year old version of you about being a woman working in STEM
2: um okay so so The thing to remember there is that would take me back to the Mm -hmm. mid-90s around the time I just graduated. And here's the thing with that is I actually embarked on a degree which was accounting and computer studies or computer sciences or something. Um, And a couple of months in, I was just like, I can't do this. Um, It's not for me. Uh, So I kept the accounting piece, and I went on and did business and retail management. so that's the first thing, which, if I look back, it I said it wasn't for me. I maybe could have been more open about it as a topic. I didn't have the knowledge and wherewithal of where that could really take me. Um, and then when I graduated and started thinking about my career, um, I was very much focused on, I want to be a qualified accountant, I want to work for the big four, um, or in a practice, and get that training and experience. And that was my focus. Um, So what would I tell my 22 year old self? Had I known about STEM, in fact, I'd never even come across that term back then. um, And any level of awareness of particularly tech, the technology industry, I probably would have focused my energies earlier on in my career to moving into that industry. Why? Because it is evolving, it's energetic, it's exciting. Um, it's just such a dynamic place to be. And if you think about it now, you know, what, 20 something years on, and particularly having experienced the, the global pandemic, everything, everything is impacted by tech.
1: Yeah, that's one thing that I really love about the, the conversation of how do we engage more girls, more women in mm-hmm. careers in STEM is that no matter what your interests are no matter what there's a way through stem to impact those interests to live into that passion and that yeah. purpose and that's what's so exciting you know no matter if you think of yourself as the girliest girl or or not like there are their paths there are avenues to really leverage what you care about and your aptitude for that skill set to mm-hmm. to be a change maker in the world of STEM.
2: Absolutely, you know, completely. And I remember um, speaking to somebody who's very much in his career has been in the gaming industry mm-hmm. and he mentors um, both men and women to come into that industry. And he talked about one particular individual, one uh, young lady who had a real passion for gaming And then through, I think it was some kind of a careers event, she spoke to him and realized, oh my God, she loves gaming and she can actually go and play all day long using this in a job. And it was like, she never realized it was possible. So to your point, it's like, there's so many aspects of tech, first of all, then it's like, what do you do with it? Where do you take it? Because you don't have to work in the tech industry. As I said, you can work in any industry because everything is impacted by tech and or influenced, should I say, by it tech in some way, and I think that for me, back you know back in the nineties, I had no awareness of at all, um, and now with the evolution of tech and and us being impacted in every single direction. But I think it's important to to share that and also you know I've worked in tech, but I'm not a techie, right? So <laughs> that's the other side of it. It's like working in whether it's tech institute the stem environment but actually you can do uh, sales I did sales you know I did corporate finance you could do marketing you could do HR so even if you just want to be in that environment but not necessarily a techie techie you can still do that too right
0: yeah so one of the things that um, I wanted to ask you because you're a TEDx speaker is the inspiration behind that Speech and it's. I just want to let the audience know it's. Are you just another number in your organization? And that was something that really resonated with me because as women, as minority, uh, as a Latina, we tend to go back into the the only one in the room or. Am I just trying to fill some sort of quota? I know a lot of people ask themselves those things. So just tell me a little bit about what was the inspiration behind it and and something that I know many could relate to that. yeah, Just another number in general.
2: (laughs) So I guess the opportunity arose to apply to be a TEDx speaker and then the questions were, what am I going to talk about? And A big part of what I do now for my coaching business is is personal branding. Um, And for me, personal branding, which I feel now is actually quite diluted in its definition, because if Mm -hmm. you talk to most people, personal branding is about their online presence. For me, personal branding is about how you show up in person. So Mm -hmm. it's aspects of um, your presence, your communication, your relationships and in particular, having clarity of who you are, what you stand for, what you want to be known for, both personally and professionally and having that vision. Right. Yeah. And so at the time, I wanted to complement what I was very focused on doing with the TEDx topic or theme. Um, and it was a TEDx women event as well. Mm. Um, so noting that I thought, OK, well, it's very what what I do in my, in my coaching practice very much about enabling people to to show up to step up and to speak up right mm, so yes. how can I take that into a TEDx um and for me my backstory which I kind of it, it, there's a thread of it through the TEDx is that as you say, like many women it's you know we're just another number in the organization and I learned that fortunately relatively early on in my career is that it's not just about keeping your head down and working hard that's kind of what my parents taught me and it had worked up until that point through all my studies my education and so forth but in in such a competitive environment you you need to be able to stand out and being really smart or working really hard is just not enough (laughs) you know and and that's advice that I was given but at the time I didn't know what to do with that because I lacked self esteem, I had a massive inferiority complex, you know, no confidence, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. So I was like the quiet church mouse. It's like, what do I do with that advice? Um, and, and for me, the stretch that I I put myself through to really overcome all of that, and then reflecting back on my career now, and exploring, okay, what was it I did to achieve what I did in my career? Mm-hmm. And that is showing up. It's You've got to remove the mask
0: Mm. that
2: a lot of people carry because they feel they should, because they feel they need to conform or it's an expectation and be authentic. Show up as your authentic self. So that's a showing up aspect. And then the second part is uh, stepping up. Um, Mm. And stepping up is about confidence. Um, So the showing up is kind of your... um, like your identity and being able to have that trust and respect of, of, of others and, and having them see that in you by being yourself and not trying to be something you're not because people see through that. Right. So the stepping up piece is about confidence, which when I did the research, I was really shocked to discover that 75% of women in the workplace lack confidence. And this was a study from a few years back so I don't know if that's gone up or down, but for me again, you know, that's we talk about, um, uh, you know, a lack of representation of women in senior positions, executive positions. We talk about the gender pay gap and I bring it back to all, oh, if we don't have that confidence and that certainty in ourselves, if we don't have that self-esteem, if we're not showing up as our best self, Mm -hmm. if we don't ask for what we want you know we play a part we have a responsibility it's not it's just blame the organization or blame the manager I'm very much about taking personal responsibility and from there on it's like okay work on that confidence where where is that letting you down why is it letting you down what can you do about it and and all of these things are things that I learned myself it's like if you don't ask you're not going to get Yeah, <laughs> right, As simple as that. Um, and, and having that confidence will get you much further, will get you the promotions, it will get you noticed will have you being visible, all of those things. And all of that matters now because yeah. you want to be top of mind, right? Because you want the promotion, you want to get recognized, etc. etc. So what is it you need to do? It's not keeping your head down or working hard. You've got to do the extra to get there. And the third part of it was about speaking up.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So yeah, that, that's where that came from is that like, what am I doing within my business? And actually, how is that relevant for TEDx Women event? And opening people's eyes to, you know what? You've got to do more. If, if you want to progress, if you want to move up the ladder, because by the way, not everyone wants to. And, and you know, you don't have to either. But if you want to, you've got to make yourself visible and memorable.
1: <laughs> that's something that a lot of us grapple with, right? Is like this desire to achieve the success and continue to grow and continue to develop and advance. Mm-hmm. And then also being maybe even paralyzed with fear of how can I do more? How can I possibly take on more responsibility? How can I possibly juggle more of these different demands that I have with the various roles that I play in the world, right? Whether that's Mm -hmm. my role in the workplace, the role I play to my family, the role I play to my community, and that can feel so overwhelming. And do you feel like coaching is an important component of ensuring that we have the ability to reach our potential and we have the ability to create that life leadership?
2: I, of course, would say yes, as a coach, I think it is important. And 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 here's why. Um, you know, I've spent the last coming up to 10 years now, I've really immersed in myself in personal development, personal growth, you know, having coaches myself, some of the best in the world and recognizing one of the things that so many people like this is men and women is self awareness. Mm. Um, it's about we don't know what we don't know and nobody teaches this stuff in school right so we go through Mm -hmm. life trying to figure it all out but what happens is we then live our lives um, almost unconsciously lacking that awareness and then what tends to happen is we play the victim role and what i mean by that is that we we look to place blame on all the things that are outside of our control right so it could be the manager um, our team our partner, um, an organisation, the government, the economy, the pandemic, you know, the list goes on, right? And oh, so, it's, it's because of this, this and this is why I'm in this situation. And by honing that self-awareness muscle, as I call it, you start to recognise that actually you have so much more control than you knew, right? Mm-hmm. Influence your life, your experiences, and what you're creating for yourself and your family. And when you have that awareness, and it's an ongoing thing, by the way, it's it's just continuous. Um, But once you start to really hone that and recognize, actually, I'm creating all of this, you get to influence it. And that's what creates choice and freedom.
0: Mm.
2: And for me, that's what life is, because then you get to choose. And by the way, we're already choosing unconsciously, right? right? We're choosing to blame. We're choosing not to take responsibility. And the coaching is what for me it's about um, the blind spot, opening people's eyes to the blind spot to new perspectives, to new possibilities. Because for me, life is about possibilities and creating things that you may never even have thought about, and that includes in, in a career not just in life it's in every aspect of our life and we play so small we play a mediocre game because of fears because of um narratives because of past experiences and we are the ones more often than not that hold ourselves back and that limit ourselves and so coaching allows us to really open up in that way to create new possibilities and that for me is the exciting part
1: yeah, you know, I think about the fact that there's a whole, a whole population of people who have only ever heard from their earliest memory, victim mode, right? That that um, tendency to blame others and mm-hmm. not to accept personal responsibility, and that's just like the environment in which they were raised. And it, like, I have a lot of compassion for anyone who has never experienced something other than that, right? Through their community, through their family units, mm-hmm. because you're so right. And and we don't want to discredit the very real struggles and, and obstacles that exist for people um, to create the life that they yearn for and they want, mm-hmm. but that there is a, a necessary component of mindset that has to happen.
2: Yeah, no, most definitely. And, and also, you know, there's a saying that you don't you know your past doesn't define you first of all but also you create your future from your present and from your future you don't create from the past mm-hmm. the past has made you the person you are today what you choose to do with that is down to you and for me it's about creating from the future through those possibilities and it it it's such an empowering or powerful tool to, to be able to do that
1: I, yeah. I really am inspired by that, of creating from the future. I love that perspective. I think that's very powerful.
0: Yeah, I was going to say this is truly empowering. And I think this is a great segue to go into our burning question. Um, Leela, we will love for you to share your your focus is on working with highly motivated career professionals, right? Mm-hmm. But what would you say women, in particular, struggle with when it comes to truly harnessing their competitive advantage uh, when it comes to advancing their career and profession?
2: Um, I'd say three things. Actually, it's not one answer to that, mm-hmm. um, and it's the we'll same. Take three. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. So yeah, don't ask me to go with one because yeah, I'll <laughs> struggle. Um the three things are one I've mentioned already, which is confidence.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So that having the confidence in themselves. Um, and that is something that comes from within. So that is something that can be worked and it can be honed. We don't have to spend our life lacking confidence. We can turn that around. That that is possible. Um, the second is the self belief. To having that belief that we can um i did a, a live this week about yes you can um because how often and i do it we all do it it's like well no, i can't because because i'm not a morning person or i'm not a creative person or i'm not a this or a that person that's our go-to so self-belief and recognizing that we can do anything we set our mind to that is something i learned very early on in my career when I took the jump from um, accountancy to recruitment and was successful in it, and I looked back and thought, if I hadn't made that move, which so many people either judged, criticized or questioned me on, it's like, why would you, in their eyes, throw away a, like, a career which I didn't see it as doing? I looked back and thought, you can do anything you set your mind to. We, we only realize what we're capable of when we take that step and i know it's you hear all the time about the comfort zone but by if, if you don't leave a comfort zone you're just never going to know right mm-hmm. um, and for me that's so important that helps to create that self-belief by doing things and then say like, oh that worked and i could try something else that's new and see what happens so that's the second thing and the third one is judgment it's other people's opinions mm. And so many people, you know, and I read a lot of the narrative on on LinkedIn about, you know, women in the workplace and the narrative around that. If you put yourself out there, people will think blah, blah, blah. And there's all of this going on. And actually, stay in your lane. You know, I'm very mindful of labels Mm. because we live into our labels. So when I hear someone start talking about, for example, imposter syndrome, right? And, oh, I've got imposter syndrome guess what? We create what we speak, okay? So if I've got imposter syndrome, guess how I'm going to behave? If I lack confidence, guess how I'm going to behave, right? So we start to check in with ourselves and how we talk to ourselves. And when I say stay in your lane, I'm not talking about playing small, I'm talking about not comparing. Mm. Having other people inspire you. Again, this is the awareness of what you're doing with what you know. It's like, Is someone inspiring you or are you now going into comparison mode and then feeling small or insignificant or whatever? You get to choose what you do with that, right? And so for me, and it's not easy, by the way. I'm not saying any of this is easy. But letting go of other people's opinions, because everyone's got an opinion, no matter how much good you do. We've all seen it. Social media is great for it. There will be people who will. Criticize who will judge, and they're coming from their space, their experience, their beliefs, their values. That's okay, it's never about you, it's about them. So, if we get to understand that we can let that go, it's not personal, yeah. and then we can step up and create our competitive advantage. Yeah, right? worry about what other people are going to think and they're going to say. So, be the leader. And this is what I mean about labels and narrative and social media. You've got to be really careful about what's out there.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, I, I got asked the question on a on a panel in front of about 150 people um, about my experience of imposter syndrome in the tech world. And I had to say I hadn't experienced it. And the energy in the room just dropped. <laughs> I felt it. And I'm like, oh, God, wrong answer. But I'm not going to lie right but here's the thing it's the stories we want to hear the stories i want to correct i'm not saying things don't happen that things don't occur i'm not saying that at all but we get what we focus on right mm-hmm. if we're going to focus on all these things guess what we're going to see and it's not about ignoring it but it's about the people who are creating it by focusing on it and buying into it and creating that by by labeling does that make sense
0: yeah. And and I love that what, what you're saying pretty much is is stay in your lane. You can also say it as focus on you. Like when you stop, like you said, what you focus on, expand. So if you're focusing on yourself, if you're focusing on your desires, that is what you're going to be um working towards. So I think that mm-hmm. is extremely exactly. um inspirational. <laughs>
1: I am just vibrating off of what you've shared with us. And I I, I think now I'm inspired to share a habit for the week. But first we wanna invite you as our guest to share a habit uh, that you do in order to prioritize your energy, your stress, to take care of yourself, to advocate for you in your career. What's what's a habit that you prioritize?
2: For me, it's got to be my, even if it's 10 minutes in the morning, it's 10 minutes of yoga, stretching. Mm. That's it. It makes a world of difference. And so, it, sometimes I'll do up to 40 minutes, depending on what I've got on and how much time I've got. I may do more. But I started doing it to create a consistency habit. And just 10 minutes, just had me have clarity of mind to feel a lot more calm and grounded as i walk towards my laptop in the morning to sit down and get on with my day so for me and also from a physical point of view as well like even just 10 minutes of yoga can make such a difference particularly when you're sitting all day so yeah that's that's
0: mine my goodness i i love it well i'm gonna share um here, my habit of the week, and this is something that I'm actually trying to break, that I caught myself talking about awareness and being unconscious, um, which is I find myself snacking, standing up, just walking around. And now I'm thinking, when I recognize that, I was like, when you're going to eat, just sit down. Even if it is like you're going to munch on an apple, or you're just going to eat, you know, a couple of chips, sit down. Be in the present moment, not just be walking around and moving around. So this, this tip or habit is just be aware of what things you're doing that are not helping your body and try to create or negotiate with
1: yourself a way to make it a healthier um, thing for you. Yeah, I like that. So my habit for this week is inspired by what you've shared with us. And that is a habit of the mental rehearsal. I think it's so important when we, when we struggle with confidence and we struggle with envisioning maybe what it looks like to realize the success that we desire to play act in our mind, that actually happening. And I think mental rehearsal really holds hands with our creative and childlike play, right? Mm -hmm. That we have to kind of like plug back into that curiosity and imagination that we had as a child to be able to see the things that haven't come before us. Right. And then to use the Mm -hmm. mental rehearsal, which by the way, is a tool that top athletes, top business experts, top everyone in their field uses. And you can use too to really like take (laughs) yourself detailed, detailed through the process of what it looks like to realize that success. And that helps you with showing up more fully and with more confidence and with more assuredness that it's possible for you to get there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it.
0: Well, there you have it. Which habit will you choose to prioritize this week? We'd we'll love to hear from you by leaving us a comment, tagging us on social media. Now, Leela. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, your experience and for being here this week. Please let our audience know how they can connect with you.
2: The easiest way to connect with me is on LinkedIn. I spend most of my time there when it comes to social media. So yeah. Do connect with me, drop me a hello, let me know you've you've heard this conversation and and what you took from it.
0: Wow, what an incredible conversation. We hope you found this to be inspiring and encouraging in your own
1: journey. If you're feeling called to continue the conversation, reach out to us. My specialty is in helping individuals and organizations create truly effective plans for burnout prevention and manage the change to get them from point B, burnout, to point P, performance. You can learn more and find me at miltoncc.com.
0: My specialty is in wellness engineering. And you may ask, what the heck is a wellness engineer? Well, I hope you stop trying to fit in and connect with your most authentic self so you can have more impact, fulfillment, and enjoy each day of your life. You can learn more and find me at lettucefores.com.
1: Don't forget to hit the subscribe button to catch each new episode. And while you're here, why not check out some of our past episodes as well? Until next time, be well and don't forget to take a break.